welcome to Dump Dump Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast set in my homebrew world of Kalandos, my being me, being Carla the GM. And around the table, I have my amazing players who have, we've changed our seating arrangements. So just while you get used to it, if you're a long-time listener, you might uh, hear their names in a slightly different order. But starting over here to introduce themselves and their character. Hello, my name is Wednesday and I play Xantelarium. Hi, my name is Kirsten, and I play Oriel. Hello, my name is Nicole, and I play Darby. And I'm Carla, and I play everybody else. Um, <laughs> well, I do, guys, I do. And I play everybody else. I love the way Wednesday always gives an introduction. I was like, I just need to try it. <laughs> she, she's got that baritone, like that, that very nice, that like, sex deep, appeal. Hey. Hey, what's how up? you doing? Like, Guys, I'm playing a sexy I man, think, okay? I don't think Oriel can do a how you doing. How you doing? She'll be like, <laughs> she's like how you, how you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> so what we normally do is we do a recap of last week's episode done by one of the characters who shares what they think happened and what they experienced. But if you'd like to get the full details, please do go back and listen to last week's episode and the previous episodes. I promise you the story is worth it. Their characters are worth it. But if you'd like to jump into the action, which you totally can do, to recap what happened previously on Dum Dum Die, we have... Oh, well... Previously on Dum Dum Die, we went, last week on Dum Dum Die, we went to it the sounds like army South of Park. what is love. <laughs> what is love? What is... That's really hard to say. What is love? What is love? What is love? Okay, enough of this nonsense. Last week on Dum Dum Die. I love your voice, Carla. Thanks, man. What is that? Oriole's just upset that... <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No, no more. No more. <laughs> okay, look, this is not normally okay, a singing people. podcast. It's Although the there second. is one episode, you should go listen to it. It's Santalarian's character episode. It's yes. cool. Amazing. Sorry, I'm, I'm listening to <laughs> Queens of Adventure. And they're fabulous. I love them. Yes, queen. They're kickers. They are amazing. So for those of you who don't know, Kristen is talking about the podcasts of Ravenica, which we were very lucky to be a part of. We got to play one of the guilds. We were the Simic Combine. Yeah. And Queens of... Adventure got to play the Cult of Rakdos. They are super, super fun to listen to all those one shots. And it really, I think it really immerses you into the world of Ravnica. So if you're interested, you can find them on the Dungeon Delve Wizards of the Coast podcast. Please do go give them all a listen and follow all your favorites and us. Of course, us, because we're your favorites. I think they're already following us. And like and review. Okay, maybe they haven't liked and reviewed. Okay, people, moving on. Last week on Dum Dum Die. Previously on, seriously now. Previously on, for reals, Dum Dum Die. Can we please cut this out? I'm sorry, Wednesday. Just but so why? I like it. I also like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Last week on Dum Dum Die, we entered the army of Vladislav, who we are not 100% sure is Vladislav, but Oriel's got a plan, and, and Zantelarian was shirtless, and then wasn't, and Darby is jealous, and we may be attacked by bunnies. It's all been quite a rush. But, yes, we are in the midst of the Vladislav army, and my cousin did something to his shoulder. I don't know what. He probably deserved it. 
and Dobby was just upset that there was half a shirt involved and not the whole shirt gone on or off, which way, I don't know. <laughs> and we are getting escorted somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where, but I saw something in the bushes and I think it's a bunny. And we're in initiative. You are indeed. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Oriel also did try and spread some disinformation in the previous episode. I um, did a thing. Yeah, she did. She did. Which may or may not have worked. Who can say? Right. So we are in initiative. And Zantelarian, you do get to go first. So you see Darby heading into the bushes. Mm. And you do see something move as Darby goes closer to try and see what What's going on? When you say something, do I see like a silhouette or is it just movement or... You uh, roll perception for me. Ten. It's it's larger than an animal, so it's not a bunny. Is it a giant bunny? (laughs) Maybe it's a giant bunny. Look, uh, it's probably a small human Mm. or a halfling. (gasps) You think it's, it's humanoid. I want to do... That that guy there, he's not holding me, right? No, no, no. He, now that you don't need support and your arm's fixed, he, he stepped away from you. He dropped you. <laughs> if it was Darby, he wouldn't have dropped you. <laughs> Just saying. Put it mm, out there. No, it's okay. It's okay, thanks. But no, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am going to sort of redirect Laird so he's sort of not paying attention to that. To that movement now. Do you know what I mean? So he's done his call out to everybody already. Um, you think he, he was listening quite intently to the call out, so he he doesn't appear to have seen it. He, um, but, I mean, he is watching Dobby. Yeah, so I'm going to wrap my arm around his shoulder and, and, like, you know, start talking to him and be like, so, you know, where are you hiding all the girls? Like, I know this is war, but come on, man. Like what's going on in this place? There have to be women here Lid's somewhere. He's just going to put his ha- like hand up and he's going to say, shh. And he's going to listen intently. Are you going to do anything else with your turn? I'm going to hold action. What are you going to hold it for? So if the thing in the bushes. The bush thing. The bush thing. If I feel that it is beneficial to keeping the three of us alive, then I want to make sure that if... Leo tries to attack it that I can sort of trip him up or something. What kind of action would feel beneficial? So first of all, if, if it, it doesn't if attack. If it doesn't attack. If it doesn't attack. Okay. Yes. All right. So that's the condition. Yes. If the thing doesn't lives in the bushes does not attack. The bush thing don't attack you. Yes. Cool. All right. That brings it to the bush thing. Oh, Lord. You hear some rustling in the bushes, Darby, and you see a person. It's a person. It's it's a, a, a relatively small person. Um, it's not a child, though. Uh, you can see. And roll perception for me quickly, Darby. 16. Uh, 16. 16. You see that the person has wispy, light-colored hair. And they, they're... You think they're short, but they could also just be hunched over. And they're going to disappear into the into the forest. And that breaks us out of initiative. Lourdes says, what is, what's there? And he's going to start walking. Can Darby chase him? Chase the... Whatever thing. it was that was in there. The yes, person. you can when it's your turn. So we're not going to drop out of initiative. Oh, shit. Um, Shiitake fried mushroom. Uh, 
No, actually, no. They'll double move, so you won't you won't be able to catch up to them. But mm. you can head towards where you saw them going. Yeah. Be like, so we'll drop out of initiative. Okay, Darby's gonna be like, this way, guys. And Lud's gonna. What's there? Darby's not even gonna respond. Darby's just gonna run. As you run, you hear a very sharp whistle coming from Lud. And what does the whistle say? Very sharply. Basically, it says, grab him. And you're going to see someone. You guys will hear rustling. And then as you progress through the forest, someone's going to catch up to you and stop you. Okay, before they stop me, can I cast invisibility? I mean, you do sense that people are going to check because Lord's going to start running after you. You can cast invisibility. Darby's going to cast invisibility. Let me just consult Beork. I'm totally feigning ignorance. I don't understand whistles. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see Lerda saying, wait, wait. And he's going to start. He starts going after Darby a little bit. And he turns back and he says, you two, come with me or go back into town. Um, Quick question. Yes. So this says... A creature you touch becomes invisible. You can touch yourself. You can touch yourself. Okay, so I touch myself. I don't want, I want you, you to see me. me. Don't want you to see me. So Darby's gonna touch Sorry. himself. Oh my god. I just I just also love Nicole's hand. Like she did this like gesture of like a, a caress. I'm like, if I was playing the character, I'd be like, tap myself. Invisibility on. Invisibility off. Like a light switch. Boop, boop, boop. I love how Kwana's smacking her forehead. Yeah, Nicole's just like, I touched myself. And she like she looked like a hand model. Guys, Darby, you know Darby's like super. Yeah, that is how he would do it. He would be I like, don't know, like as, he, as he flicks his hair, he yeah. disappears from the hair. Yeah, that's exactly like how he's going to do it. Into nothingness. Like, like a hair <laughs> ad. Yeah. But as the hair extends, you, you become invisible. Darby's just going to run. So, um, yeah. Concentration up to one hour. Uh, anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it is on the target's person. The spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. Okay. So, so you're invisible for an hour. Yes. Unless you do one of those actions. Yeah. The bunny ate Darby. So you guys see Darby running off. Lurd starts to go after Darby, whistles sharply. You hear replies and you hear rustling coming from behind you as people are running in the forest to come towards where you are. And Lurd turns and he says, stay here. And then he turns around and when you guys look again, Dobby is gone. You can't see Dobby. Oriel? So what, how much has Oriel actually seen? Did Because I know everyone wrote Perception. I'm not sure if Oriel got to see... Roll perception again for me for on on the second movement. Ten. You know there was something in the bush and it's probably not a bunny. You, it's uh, probably not a bunny. So okay, then. a largish creature. Would she know that it's humanoid or not? Well, I mean, it was largish. It's, it's doubtful that it's a wolf or anything. Um, but based on its interaction with you, you assume it's humanoid because it it didn't gra- it didn't make like animal sounds. It didn't. Cool. Then it she's acted humanish. She wants to cast hold person. Hold person. Yeah. It's got a range of sixty feet. Is that enough? Because she would start running after it, but want to paralyze it before she got to it. No, it wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't be enough. Okay. Uh, also, because uh, the person was a bit away from you. 
How many feet were there away? Uh, from you? Mm-hmm. Probably probably like 10 and then they double moved. Okay. Further and, away. And, and I don't know this their movement speed, so I know my speed is 30 feet. So did they move more than 90 feet from me? Yes. That is a fast humanoid. Um, it, and that's the thing. Uh, you realize, Darby, that the reason why you didn't see the, hu- the, the humanoid after it got up mm-hmm. is because it moved so fast. It's not necessarily stealthy. It's just it's fast. fast. Okay. Does Darby, if when Darby looked at this humanoid, did, he, did it look like, like it was going to try and attack them or did it, like, could it sense, can Darby sense whether or not it was like a good or an evil kind of presence? Um, no, but I mean, it was close enough to attack you if it wanted to attack yeah. you. And now it's time for the, is it, is it the break? I should be saying break, right? Is it, is it a break though? Just doing the thing. Oh, okay. Uh, here's an ad break. Listen to an ad break. I've now Just listen to this message. I'm Sibs and I have a podcast called Stay Work with Sibs because I can't sleep, but I also like to chat later tonight. Stay work with me, Sibs. Stream or download my podcast every Wednesday from 8 p.m. Find it on 5fm.co.za on IONO or the iTunes directory. Stay woke. Oriel, uh, while Dobby thinks. Um, so you see Dobby run into the forest and then you lose sight of him. She's going to go, how much time has passed? Like how close is it to the two hours? Um, you you probably came found Zantelarian 40 minutes into it. Okay. Uh, uh, no, like an hour into it. So there's, you've still got an hour. But we've still got a bit to walk back, I'm assuming. Uh, 15 minute walk back. Oriel's very excited. She'd like go outside the tent and wait. Yeah. <laughs> weirdo. So she's going to go, nope, I'm going back into town. Leod's going to look at Zantelarian and he says, are you going with her? You told me to stay here. Go with her, and at that point, uh, a guard is going to come out of the bush, and he's going to say, "Look after these two, and he's going to start running in towards the area where um, Darby and the figure disappeared. Mm-hmm. And the guard's going to say, "Well, let's get you back up to the camp," and he's going to make you walk in front of him. He, you can see, he's wary of you, Santalarin. I'm gonna start singing my sailor songs about mermaids and stuff. All right, because I've you... got nothing else to do. You guys are gonna head back to. Please give us a vocal rendition of what that is. I don't actually have one. It could be something like. There once was a lady on a ship. She had a lovely, sexy dip. When Ooh. she dipped, we dived, and then we died, and that's the story of the ship. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> but it wasn't amazing. That's wonderful. That, that was really fun, though. All right. So the two of you are going to head back to Vladislav's yeah. yeah. war tent. As you do so, you can see that the guard is quite um, wary as he's walking through town, as well as another guard will join him from in amongst the tents, and they're going to follow you and they're keeping an eye out on everything and they're keeping their ears out in case anyone whistles. I'm singing like super charismatically, you know, like I was doing on the ship to cheer people up because this town is so grey, man. I mean, some of the people in the town seem amused and and giggle as they're getting going about lighting their cook fires and things like that. 
Dobby, you run into the woods. You've made yourself invisible now. You can, you can hear that there are people moving about in the woods. Dobby is still going to... He still wants to try and run and see if he can find this person. Okay. Where are you going to run to? So from the pool, the pond was behind you. Mm-hmm. The camp is probably northwest okay. of you. You don't know what's northeast. And if the creature ran directly backwards, you would be heading north. Dobby's just going to keep heading north. Okay, so you're like, going to carry on straight. Yeah, but he's going to do it in a way where... Can he hear any besides the the other people around or behind him? Can he hear like any, like, you know, when, pe- when people run, like the rustling of the leaves or whatever? Roll perception for me. Natural 20, but you 25. Can, you can hear. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much probably what you needed. Because of the distance, you, so you're hearing rustling coming from sort of a little bit behind you. Uh, mm-hmm. And the reason you can hear that one so much, even though it's further away, is because the people are running full tilt. They're not yeah. um, trying to slow down their running or be stealthy about it. You hear probably northeast a little bit. So it's the per- the person's running away from the camp, okay. but deeper into the, into the forest. Right. You hear not so much the rustling of le- sound of leaves being run through, but almost like the crack of like if all dried leaves were snapped by claws or something like that. Okay, Darby's going to run in that direction. Are you going to try and run quietly? Because you're invisible, but you're, you yeah. know. So, yeah, Darby is going to try and run a little bit quietly, but fast. Okay, roll stealth for me. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to give you a an advantage because a lot of people rely on what they can see to help them hear things, so... Roll again and take the highest roll. 12. Is that the... Is, I rolled a two the second time around. But what did you roll the first ten, time? 10, but I have two for stealth. There is a forest, there's other sounds, so you think you're okay. Okay. You think you're okay. You probably run... What's your movement speed? 30 feet. You run for about five minutes when you hear that there's no more running sounds of the specific one you heard earlier. You can hear now in the forest as people are like talking under their breath of like, what do you think it was? And Lur- and you can hear Lurd saying, the the two of them must be somewhere in the forest. Okay. And you can hear them giving orders of spread out, search. But um, yeah, they are doing it at a at a whisper, but it's also not. Okay. Uh, they're not doing it quiet, like stealthily, but they are doing it quietly. Okay, Darby will stop running at that point. Um. Because I'm pretty sure they'll be able to hear him. Please roll perception for me. 23. You see where you stopped. You see there's a a mound. So there's a part of the forest where the soil has built up. Okay. And there's a mound. And you see around it there's a couple of dead leaves. And it looks like there's a a tunnel entrance in the mound. Does it seem like that's bad energy? <laughs> Are you checking the vibe? But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Darby's gonna go into that tunnel. It is quite a squeeze for you. You are going to have to really go s- quite slowly because because okay. you're so even though you're very lanky built, you're long, mm. so you have to leopard crawl through. As you do, you you start to smell 
almost the smell of wet fur and that like stuffy smell of uh, a room that hasn't been opened. Okay. And you see, as you, as you go through, you see, as you move yourself forward through it, you wouldn't be able to stand up in here. You're going to have to uh, like leopard crawl backwards to get out. But there's a small opening, almost like a, a little, a cave is too big a word. Like, you know, like a bunny, like a warren. Yeah. Like a warren. So there's just one. And then there's little tiny, tiny um, tunnels that are rat-sized that uh, lead out of the warren. Oh, mm-hmm. baby. Um, and, then, and then standing in the warren, hunched over, is the same man that you saw earlier carrying food stuff to the food things. And he is surrounded by, there's probably about 10 actual rats mm-hmm. as well as three humanoids that are also they they don't have to hunch over they're sure it's short enough to stand in this room okay but everyone is very closely packed together humanoids that look like rats so they have fur and pink noses and claws and the hunched over man is uh, holding his finger to his lips like, we need to be quiet. And they're just sitting, waiting. Did you swim earlier? Yeah, with the Dantelarian. Okay, roll a perc- like percentile a, for me. A while ago. If it's over 50, you don't smell strong enough for them to recognize the scent in the, in the room. 63. And I said if you roll over 50, 50. they don't smell you. Mm-hmm. Cool. You, you can see the, the actual rats are sniffing the air in their nose, but they're, they're searching for something, but they can't find a smell. Okay. And they're just sitting there quietly. Darby's just going to stay right where he is, <laughs> and he's going to just chill. Because you said, it la- well, the spell lasts up to an hour. So I'm assuming, how long would it have been from the time I ran? Oh, you only ran five minutes, and it probably took you... Actually, I would say well, it probably took you about eight minutes to get through because the distance from the entrance mm-hmm. to where your head is now, so your head is in the beginning of the yeah the bowl, basically the underground area, it's probably only actually about nine feet, right? But okay. because you're so long and you had to do it so slowly and you were doing it quietly, yeah. it took you maybe it took you another five minutes. So okay. you've probably... By your best guesstimate, 15 minutes. Okay, yeah, Darby's going to stay right where he is and just kind of eavesdrop, just like what he was doing. Not that Darby knew that, but anyways. You can hear some scritching in the... Scritches! Scritches. Some scritching in in the um, sort of soil around you, and it makes you think that there's a lot of rats in this area. Darby's feeling nasty right now. He needs, like, he needs a, he needs, like, potpourri and, like, a whole bunch of things. After, okay, so you're just going to wait. Yeah, but Darby wants to kind of, in his mind, speak to his material. Okay. Because um, I'm assuming he would, he'd be able to clutch onto the top of the material by the way he was kind of crawling in. Well, your arms are very yeah. much So Darby just wants to say, is this a good place to be? Or a bad place to be. Please help me. That's all he's going to say. I mean, you feel like you're not in the best situation. Yeah. But you don't know if it's a good or bad Exactly. Place. Yeah. So my material don't talk to me? No. 
At that, one of the two rat people is going to start shaking and they start to transform into another almost replica, yeah, a twin to the the man that's standing there. So it's another man with wispy hair, very similar clothing, and its claws retract back into uh, human hands and its face turns into a a human face. Um, And he's going to step forward and he's going to uh, whisper to to the man, but because you're so close, you can hear. He's going to say, we should do it tonight. And the one who was holding the finger against his lips says, this is not the best time. And then the the one who's still in rat form is looking quite antsy mm-hmm. and he's going to step close and hold out hold out his um, claws to the one that said, this is not a good time. And he's going to menacingly hold his claws in front of him. Um, and they're very close, mm. closely packed. And then the one that said, we should attack tonight, he says, you've got them looking for us. Perhaps you shouldn't be the leader any longer. And then the one who said, put the finger, he said, the mistress asked me. Mm. Why is it such a trigger word? I think when Darby hears that, he's going to kind of like slowly retract back. Okay, please roll stealth for me. No, no, not like a, not like. Oh, like internally like it, recoil. Yeah. Oh, I was like, if you're going to reverse, I need you to roll Because I still need stealth. to hear what they, what they're saying. Oh, shit just got real. And then as they're talking, you recognize that all the rats are are listening. So they're sitting and looking. They're they're no longer scurrying around. So the rats you can see in the cavern are sort of looking and you see some beady eyes from little holes around it. Guys, I literally just got goosebumps. Um, Yeah, that's what happens when Carla says, The mistress. Okay, (laughs) I'm listening, I'm listening. The one who, the leader... Uh, says and says and if you don't like it you can take it up with her and then the one that was trying to um overthrow him (laughs) basically (laughs) says small mutiny (laughs) he says we need to kill vlad though we need to kill the dragonborn now before he gets any more of his forces and then the one that was holding out his claw claws is it look you can see he's restraining himself to not lash out. And he says, And you've forced our hand. We need to take him out now. The leader then says, Perhaps you're right. We'll wait. And when night truly falls, because you know, it was early evening for you guys. And he says, We'll wait, and when night truly falls, we'll attack him. And then and then he makes some squeaking sounds, and you hear the rats all squeak back and the one that's the humanoid rat uh, squeaks back as well. And then he he says, we'll wait for the best time. And you can see all the rats that were in the room and any eyes popping start to scamper away and almost uh, roll survival for me. This is going to be the most interesting sending Oriole ever does. (laughs) Please tell me your survival is not minus. Ten. Yeah, you have no idea where the rats are going. They're just leaving the, the cabin. And now please roll for me. Freak out. <laughs> roll. Pass me your character sheet quickly. Oh, shit. Yo, when the GM asks for your character sheet. Oh, gosh, guys. You listeners better be praying. Panic attack. Okay, roll animal handling. Okay. 
I don't even know what my animal handling is. It's zero shame. That's not why I asked you to roll it. I didn't <laughs> pick like a low roll. I just think this is the best roll for this. 13. 13. Oh, God. One of the rats runs over you. So a couple of rats run over you, but you saw them in the room and you kind of expected that might happen. And so you braced yourself and you didn't like freak out (laughs) as little tiny, tiny claws run past you. Because the three humanoids were talking amongst themselves, they didn't notice that the rats ran in midair. Like, woo! Can Darby now stealthily just crawl away? Please roll but stealth for me. Also, so question. Obviously, the rats would be making quite a bit of noise. Well, I mean, rats actually don't they don't make noise. much noise. Exactly. It's only they only really make noise when they're scratching on something or making a nest. So they don't actually make that much noise. There's a little bit of squeaking, but it wouldn't cover any sound you'd make. Darby, please don't die in there. Nineteen. Carla, now's not the time to get a natural 20. Uh, well, luckily the dice are poo. Um, yes. Except for the, the one who's in rat form raises his head and looks to where you're moving mm-hmm. and you stop and he looks while the other two are, are making a plan and you can hear basically the plan is they're saying it's the same plan that we had. We'll wait for more information. They're basically just discussing that they're going to wait it out. Right, okay. but they are going to go tonight. If there's, if there's even an inkling of an opening, they're going to go tonight. Yeah, because the gods are their suspicion is raised, and and then they actually also say the one that you recognize first says, and the newcomer's arrival is is perfect. We can we can hide behind them. Rude, and, rude, uh, rude, and we rude. can perhaps uh, shift the blame to them. And so now they're discussing the merits of if they can, if they do get caught, if they can blame it on you. Okay. But the one that's in rat form stops, looks directly to where you are and stares for a bit and walk, pushes past the two and leans closely. And as he does, you can smell on his breath, you smell almost uh, like mulch, the smell of mulch. And then he... He turns around and goes back to the conversation. So he he stares probably for for about five minutes, in which I assume you've got to stop moving. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to turn back to the conversation. Do I? Did he see me? Yeah, no, you don't think so. Okay, sure you are invisible though. You're still invisible. Yeah, I know, but okay, cool. So yeah, Darby's just going to get out of there. So you're going to reverse. So listening to this conversation, you, you were 15 minutes when, when it started. It's probably been about, by the time you get out, you've probably been invisible for about 15 minutes now. Okay. So Darby's going to take that last 10 minutes and he's going to run out of there. Uh, or not wait. like run, he's going to stealthily so run gonna, like, towards the camp. So you're going to get away from the, the hole and then you're going to br- run. Yes, to the camp. Okay. Um, as you run through the forest, you you see some of the scouts. Okay. Still, still looking for something, and then you get back to the camp. Can Oriol cool. send you sending to speak to Darby since Darby's now like flitted off into the distance, and we're walking back to the village. Yes. Yeah. So okay. let's go back to you. Yeah. Let's go back half an hour in time. 
Uh, no, that's... Uh, I would just say they're just milling about in front of Vladislav's tent. Well, as you were milling about. So Aurel eventually, when she sees it's like getting close to the time when she can actually speak to Vladislav, mm. she's going to do sending to uh, Darby and... <laughs> oh, yeah, Darby can't respond, hey? No, Darby can't respond. To sending respond. Oh, you can, okay. but only a certain amount of it's words. 25 words, so okay. use them wisely. Cool. Hey, Darby. Oriol here. Are you live? Are you live? Question mark. Okay. <laughs> and she sends to you the word question mark. Cool. Question mark. Darby is going to respond. Oriol, on my way now. Bad news. Wait for me. Oh, I love exclamation, 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 exclamation. <laughs> and and Oriol's like, you could have used those exclamation points to describe further. <laughs> is one of the guards with us? So the so two guards that two walked guards. you in yeah. are still with you. Um, and because you went sort of to Vladislav's Love's tent, uh, you can see that there are two guards posted outside of Vladislav's Love's tent, so at like the tent opening. Worth noting, though, not that it means anything to you at this moment, but it'll, it might in future, it is like a better wean tent, so it's not flush with the floor. No. So there's yeah, some I, gaps. I pictured, okay. I pictured that. Yeah. Um, and then you can't hear anything from inside, but Oriel, you sense that a, a spell has been cast that uh, prevents sound from coming out. So you, you know that there's sound, but mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, coming Oriel, from outside or- the room. And the two guards are uh, Zantelarian. There would have been some whistles. As it's nearing the time to meet Vladislav, Basically, you gather from the whistles that they couldn't find anything. Keep an eye on on you two. And when that third one, when the half-orc appears, capture him for questioning. Oriol kind of, because obviously she doesn't use sending to actually say words. She says them in her mind. Psychically. Psychically. She grabs Zantelarian's arm Mm -hmm. and she goes, Dobby... Says he's on his way back, and that is bad news, and we should wait for him. At this, you see the gods look at you. And she looks back at them. And they keep staring. This is now an uncomfortable stare-off. That means that Vladislav needs to know what's going on. I'm assuming so, yes. I purposefully said that with with gravitas. Uh, Roll performance for me. You're trying to make it out like you've got some secret super... Important information. Oh, yeah. And then she looks at the guards and she's like, do you know the thing that we saw in the forest? 26. Yes. That is gravitas. I mean, you say it comes out with the force of almost like, I had hoped it hadn't come to this. And every once in an adventurer's life, there comes a time when they must choose. And they must choose to tell Vladislav this information. (laughs) (laughs) There comes a time when a man has to make a choice. Yeah. Now is that time. So the guards look at each other and they say, you will be seeing Vladislav very shortly. And we couldn't find what was in the forest. However, we will let you speak to Vladislav, but we are here. And then the guards that are at the doorway, because they've also been milling about, they say, if you try anything, you won't leave here alive. Oh, my goodness. So suspicious. Um, How far is Darby? Darby, so 
you know that you would get to the outskirts of the camp with five minutes of invisibility left. So you need to decide how you're going to become visible again, where you're going to become visible. So I want to try and make it to become visible past the gate. So until I see Oriel and Zantelarian, how far are they away from me? So from the, from the direction you came from. Yeah. You Like you don't know this camp really well. So you do get into the camp. Mm-hmm. You can sort of see maybe the war tent is sort of uh, on higher ground a little yeah. bit. So you can see the war tent, but you're coming at it from the back. So you'd become visible in the middle of the okay. portion of the camp. Before I become uh, visible, can I cast disguise? Like a disguise kit. You can. Before, before, I, become, before I become an invisible Okay, so as as soon as you get into the camp, so yeah. before you find the tent, you you decide I'm gonna disguise myself quickly while I'm invisible. Yes, um, and then I'm going to and then go I'm looking go- for Oriel. And yeah, then- but I'm not gonna like be uninvisible in the middle of the thing. I'm gonna. It, I wanted to make it look like I'm coming out of like a house or a tent. A, a, yeah, a tent or something, just so that I can. Okay, and you're going to use your disguise kit. Yes. All right. You do so. Um, Look, there's a lot of different people in this army, so a half-orc is not necessarily that um, standing out. You do think you might have to take your material off. Her eyes just went huge. You just got done now and Can the disguise kit not hide my material? Because I'm assuming like maybe like a, a throw-over of like some sort... Are you trying to look like, like Mother Hubbard? Yeah, to kind of to kind of look like one of the the, the people there. Your old lady or, rags. Or what happens if I go into a tent? I'm sure there must be clothing lying there. Okay, because I was going to say, your disguise kit, I mean, with what you can carry in your pack, probably doesn't have like a lot of clothing options. Okay, so is there clothing in a tent? You walk into the nearest tent and... That's something that would cover my material. There is. There is something and there's no one in the tent. And Darby's so going to take it. You take it and you... And I will leave a gold piece. Okay. You should not. Wow, that's magnanimous <laughs> To say thank you. you. And you have thrown a, a throw over yourself like a poncho. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's a Vladislavian swear. Ponchos. Well, the army's made up of lots of different. No, I know. Oh. I'm just loving that image of everyone wearing a festive poncho. Yeah, we're we're here to to take down your like Monty Python style. We've yeah. come to overthrow you in our ponchos. <laughs> and you walk out the out the tent. Okay, and then she's gonna and he's gonna try looking for Zantelarian and Oriel. Uh, you can see the high rise where the war tent. Is yeah, and you can start wending your way there. Darby's gonna do that. Sorry, or was just talking when we kind of switched. Why are you all so suspicious? I'm just trying to be here, be a part of this. Darby has clearly seen the thing that was in the forest and says it's bad news. As you as you start heading up, you can hear Oriel saying these things. they say, I, like, I don't understand why we're being made to so much suspicion. The first guard that arrived at, with you in, mm. in the clearing says, if you are not part of the plot, then you have nothing to fear. And we're suspicious because we've heard news. 
like of someone planning something and it's very strange that you would appear on the day that we've heard news that something is going to happen. That is correct. And then Darby says it out loud. Well, he, he releases his poncho, throws it into the air. And then he's there glistening with his material and his hair blowing in the wind. And tackled by blood Slavian gods, I'm assuming. I'm going to roll a placenta. <laughs> One of the gods at the door immediately, mm-hmm. they, were, they were holding... Uh, Spears and they've got like scimitars in mm-hmm. in their um, waistband. They take he one of the guards immediately draws his spear and holds it towards your th- uh, holds it towards you. He would have to take a few steps forward. The other three guards get a slight fright and then they fumbling for okay. their weapons. They were holding them, but they're just uh, <laughs> just hold like repositioning their hands. Darby's going to say, I demand to sleep to uh, sleep. Ooh, <laughs> sleep with I'm Blasla. done. I'm done. <laughs> Darby, if all you wanted to do was sleep with us, there would have been a much simpler way of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Darby's like, I demand to speak to Vladislav immediately. Otherwise, you will all die. Uh, oh, wow. That's a bit <laughs> dramatic. Whatever. At that like, point. speaking to him in five minutes anyway. The mistress is back. <gasps> and then Oriel sets off. Cool, <laughs> roll your wild magic. Don't say the mistress in front of her. Oh, that's not even what I was supposed to be She's so shocked she doesn't even know what dice to roll. <laughs> I don't even know what dice to do anymore. Uh, 49. What happens? Let us find out. You said trigger word. <sighs> Triggered. Triggered. Oh, this is so... Is it perfect? Is it sweaty? (laughs) (laughs) Like last time. You can't speak for the next minute. Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. (laughs) So you're just like... (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) That's awesome. Oreo's got like a seriously confused face and she like... She's trying to speak as fast as she can. So and like, just more bubbles are just streaming. It actually becomes less, uh, the more you try to talk, it becomes less like a, a single bubble out of it's like, like a, a giant it's like, like bubble bath when it's, mm. when yeah. it's that yeah. foam almost. It's like no, foam that means bubbles. She looks like she's got rabies. <laughs> no, no, they still look like bubbles, but I'm just mean there's a lot of little bubbles. Yeah. Um, I need someone else to do this with me. Otherwise I can't make enough <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> um, where's the man witch? Tristan! Come make bubbles! Please make bubbles with me! No, like legit to a mic. I mean, I heard it. <laughs> and at that, the gods look to you. They're unsure what to do. They're, they're quite um, unsure. Oro like looks at Zatelar and she's like, <laughs> okay. At which uh, at which point you can see Lured is running from the bottom of the camp to try and get there. And he he looks equally confused, uh, but he he he's determined to get to you as quickly as possible. At which point Vladislav leans out the tent and he says, Well, I suppose you better come inside. <laughs> It's just like bubbles, bubbles. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to my players. 
for being such good sports and always making it an adventure. And a big thank you to you, the listeners, for listening. Please remember, if you enjoy this, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps and on iTunes and share uh, because that's really truly one of the best ways for our podcast to uh, be shared more and to show up more in iTunes and things like that so please do leave us a, a review and remember to share us with your friends foes, families and familiars we appreciate it more than you would know and if you'd like to get hold of us you can find us on all the socials at Dum Dum Die spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E and we are going to be giving away something pretty cool when when we reach a thousand Twitter followers to celebrate a thousand Twitter followers. So if you haven't followed us yet, follow us so that we can maybe give you a prize. And if you'd like to mail us, you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Big thank you to Wednesday and Tristan, who are the amazing sound editors for our podcast, to Vid, whose music plays in our podcast. And once again, thank you to you for listening. And I hope you have a most amazing week filled with adventure. And when you dip, I dip, you dip.